Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to the Foursome Podcast. Um, today, I'm joined with Brad, Bon, and Bruy. Oh, how are we, fellas? Yeah, can you, mate? Can you? Yeah, not bad, not bad, mate. How are we, Bon? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Thank you. Good lad, good lad. We'll get straight. We'll get stuck in. Steve Bruce, surely on the verge of a sacking. Two-one loss to Leeds. What's our thoughts on this one, fellas? Steve Bruce, a goner. Oh yeah, mate, absolutely gone in. He's awful. This, I mean, this guy's absolutely awful. I mean, you know, I say this saying, you know, quite a lot, but you know, this guy really couldn't defend a picnic from a pack of ants, could he? Do you know what I mean? He's just absolutely poor, shocking all round. Um, the team's pure, pure pad. Um, you know, I remember um, Tom saying about is it Callum Wilson, but he was gonna, you know, be up there with scoring, but. He's just getting. He just there's no service from any of them, is there? Mm. Um, and Leeds, I mean, you know, I've always you know backed Leeds this uh, season. Say that I was, you know, I was hoping they was going to do well this season, but they've been poor. And I just think you know, it, it didn't take a lot for them to go to Newcastle and beat them, did it? Yeah, not really. If you have a look at it this way, fellas, if Fulham win their game in hand, they've got a game in hand over Newcastle and Brighton. Newcastle will be only three points off the relegation zone. That's worrying. I mean, if they, if they don't get rid of him now, they could be in deep trouble. And now, now I mean, me and Bristow touched on it uh, on the other podcast with Lampard sacking. This would be a perfect opportunity for Lampard, wouldn't it? What a chance to build, build your career back. Um, I think it's more Eddie Howe's job. Yeah. Right with you. Um, but at the same time, who, who's the geezer that they've just brought in uh, Newcastle? Oh, they they were uh, uh, just brought in, just brought in someone to help out. Uh, basically, I think he's his assistant. Um, where, where sorry, was he at uh, before? I, I, I can't, you know I, I can't I, think I, of I can't the top believe... of my head. Um... It was literally. I'm so sorry, everyone. I don't know why I can't remember his name. Because it was weird because he I saw him getting um uh appointed and then I saw him uh being one of the favourites to take over um yeah. Steve Bruce's job. Come back to I'm also back. back by the way, sorry for that. A couple of technical difficulties. Oh wow. I was gonna say. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> your boy your boy left and this is what you do. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Graham, Graham Jones. Jones. Where, where have they Graham gone from? Um, again, let me do some research. research. Graham Jones, Newcastle. Um, oh well, I've searched for Graham Jones, and I've got Great Jones Craft right. and Kitchen. We'll move on from Graham Jones. <laughs> to be fair, I. Can- <laughs> Things on my phone, and grip keeps coming up on my phone for some reason. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Green Jones used to play for uh, Boston United, would you know? And he managed Luton Town, his last team. Yeah. So, do we reckon Newcastle, who at this moment in time, you'd probably have to put them down as relegation favourites, wouldn't you? Newcastle, because. I, I still wouldn't put them down as favourites, but they, if they keep on um, 
um, sticking with Bruce, then I think it's just going to happen. Um, I don't, I don't see any um, any fight in that team anymore. Like you know, I think Brad said about um, myself saying about Callum Wilson, he's done absolutely right. nothing. Um, they got, you know, they've they got no, they got nothing. That you look at that Newcastle team. I think the only thing that fears you. If you're a, if you're like a, a fan and that you're going away to Newcastle, Correct. it's the ground itself. But when you get there and you look at the players, Christ, you, you're not you're not going to be fearful at all with that team, are you? And you know, and Leeds proved that Leeds went there and won two one. It's I think they've just lost like all faith in Steve Bruce. I think the players, uh, the backroom staff as well. I think they've lost all faith, and I think. You know, I don't think they'd be favourites to go down because I think, you know, they've grabbed enough points at the minute. But I think Leeds coming there, you they want Newcastle to do some business at least. Try and try and get because for me that was a three point for Newcastle. They they could have got the three points from that, but they just don't show up. Are you joking? <laughs> They just don't show I up, think, do they? You know what I mean? I think, no, I think Newcastle are awful, mate, to be honest. I think... Well, this is it. They, well, that's it, awful. Brad. I just don't think they've got a bad team. They just don't use... They don't use, Mac, like, St. Maximum to his full potential. And and uh, other players like Almirion as well, he's usually sat on the bench. I know he's scored, but, like, he's usually sat on the bench and stuff like yeah. that. I don't think they... <laughs> There's not one player in that team who really stands out for me. Like like you've just said, Joe, they don't use Alan St. Maximum well. Dwight Gale is just a hit and miss. John Joe Shelby, uh, uh, <laughs> like that. Callum Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, the only good player that has been for um, Newcastle is Carl Darlow. Yeah, and uh, that's that's it. You know, there, there's no other player in that team. Like, you look at that team compared to other teams, like, fighting for relegation. You look at Fulham's team, for instance. They've got a couple of decent players in that team that are starting to shine. Lookman, um, what's his face from Chelsea, Loftus-Cheek. You know, they're, they're, they're starting to bring bring more to the team, whereas Newcastle, ain't got that one player yet who has kind of thought, right, I need to step up my game to show that, you know, if I step up my game, the other players more. But at the minute, they're just... They're just thinking, well, you know, we're Newcastle. We, we, we can I think stay he's up. got about three games left. I don't know. They're going to look over the next two or three games over Bruce. That was, well, that's why I said about them being favourites for relegation. Mm. The simple fact is, out of Brighton, Fulham, West Brom, Sheffield United, who, who three of them are going to go down, um, Newcastle are the only team that haven't shown any fight. Yeah. And have shown no passion or bottle or anything. In the past five games, they've been awful, and I think that if he don't go by tomorrow, they're in trouble. They can't. They can't waste any more time. They need a new manager. And that's why. That's why I think Eddie Howe is the yeah, place. Strange, isn't it? Uh, we'll go on to uh, Irons three-two mm. against Palace. Good result for you, lot, Bristow. Well, it just shows that we are probably the best informed team in 2021. Yeah. I'm not like taking a mick. You know, you can't, I don't know, six wins on the bounce, six wins in 2021. The only other team in the Prem to do that is Man City. Are you saying we're on Man City's level? Yes, we might be. <laughs> Who knows? But <laughs> uh, we, we are in the top light. As much as 
I was very um, very worried about this season, especially after the way we was last season. I can't give enough credit to Moisey to what he's done, and to say that we somehow are challenging for a, a top six place. You know, there's a long way to go, so things can change in the next five six games. We got some awful games in February, but yeah, we I think there's a we got a very good chance. We we showed how well we can play. You know, like looking at the stats now, away from home, like you know, you think Palace and West Ham. Like when you say those two teams like together, you kind of think, oh, they're kind of on the same level. But we had 17 shots to their six. They had three shots on target, and they were two of them were their goals. Yeah, we could have won that game massively as well. Antonio missed so many chances. Hit the, hit the post twice, missed two tap-ins in the six-yard box. You know, and I, tell, I, I said this in my um, uh, little podcast, uh, uh, all about the Amers, is that what I love about Antonio is that, yes, he might have missed those chances, but instead of just like walking away and shrugging it off and kind of going, oh, I might get another chance, he was so frustrated and then determined to get another chance. I think that shows the the mentality and the aggression that has been brought into this team to rise us up. And you know, we're we're, we're fifth in the league. You know, we're two points off of the uh, the champions. You know, it's absolutely mad. We're six points off the top. You know, am I, am I saying that we're in a Premier League title race? Yes, I am. Maybe. Who knows? But yes, we are in a title race. You know, we we got a good. We're three hundred to one to win the league. I'm telling you that if you want to put a fire on that, everyone, I would because what you're going to win. If it doesn't about, come in, you'll that's refund. All say. That's yeah, all I've got to every, say about this. All the bit of money back. I, I would say rather than refund, you, that. but they'd end up going bankrupt, wouldn't they? Yeah, no, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you look at West Ham; they're exceeding like all expectations this season, and I mean, Craig Dawson. And Suchek have been revelations in that team. I mean, Dawson's a centre-back and he's 33, 34. And he's, I mean, he's scoring those, goals yeah, at those, that age yeah. in, in the Premier League as well. I mean, that's some going. And Suchek, well, there's you can't. There's He's the man, isn't he? He's the man at the minute. He is the man. Well, Suchek's me. Is he the sign of the season? Anyway. Yeah, don't forget hmm. Moisey, though. Don't forget Moisey, because I think hmm. he's... He's the boy. No, Mo- Moisey was unreal. Give him, give him some credit. I mean, give him some credit. usually, like, Palace, to go away to Palace, yeah, it's a hard place to go, in it? Such a small ground. And West Ham made it look really easy. They did. They did. And, you know, West Ham, like Bruce said, you know, they're on the same level, or you'd, you'd think it. And they've struggled past seasons to get a point against Palace, but they just they smashed them off the park. I it's think what what um the difference this season and after last season, I think we mentioned it before, is the fans. I think if Pat, I think a lot of teams are really struggling without the fan base, like your Sheffield United, the Crystal Palace, are, are really struggling. And I think without having any fans has benefited. West Ham this season because you can tell that there's no pressure on them at all you've seen in previous seasons at the new stadium the hostility that team has received on, on the back of some results even even on, a, on, on one result you know out of the blue the fans will turn on them and I think 
that that pressure of playing in front of a hostile crowd has helped West Ham push to where they are now. I think I think the the problem is Cal is that like as West Ham fans, we all that we demand is that you play for the badge, you play yeah. like every club should, like you know, hundred percent all that we want. And we have had players in the past that have not done that at all. Have just turned up, got their paycheck, living a living a lifestyle in London, have it for a year or two, and then fuck <laughs> off. You know, and that's basically that yeah. is basically some people's mindset. Like you know, I think Joe always came out and said that before. That's what some people they see West Ham as that club that you live the London lifestyle. We've got a bit of money behind us, so you can get a decent wage, and then you can go over to you know go to a foreign country and. You know, it, it's done and dusted. You've lived that London lifestyle. Whereas, I get what you mean this season. Without that fan, without the fans there, it's different. And we're kind of excelling. And the last thing I yeah. would want is when the fans come back, that we go back to that of, uh, you know, we make a mistake and, you know, we get bombarded. Because I don't feel like we can, like, I think West Ham fans, like I know myself, if, if you go to a game and someone makes a mistake, you're always going to moan and groan. Because you want the best from your team. And it's all about the reaction of that. And I think when we, especially last season, at the beginning of the last season, under Pell Green, after the Oxford uh, game, when the player made a mistake and the fans like went, oh, come on. Instead of turning around and like pushing to try and rectify it, they kind of thought, well, they're fucking mm. angry at me now. I might as well do fuck all. And, yeah, and I think there's the perfect main yeah. man comes to mind. is Haller and he's gone. You know, you look at the way he shrugged his shoulders if he missed the chance. He never got angry. The way he celebrated, he was angry even when he scored. You know, it's... I, I think... Uh, I don't know. I, I think with when fans come back, I think it's going to be... Uh, I'm, fingers crossed, is the exact same way as the way that we're playing now. And that's attractive football and no no fear in thinking, you know, let's let's hold back. No, let's go at them yeah. and show who West Ham really are. Come on, your eyes. Well, we'll move on to on, Arsenal. Um, with the exception of the United uh, game, this is probably the shock of the midweek results. Really, three-one away at Southampton. That's a that's a top result. That is. Yeah, they they, they played really well, didn't they? But <clears throat> sorry, boys, if you can remember a few weeks ago, I did say that Arsenal don't rule them out. Um, you know, I mean, Arteta's come under a lot of stick, hasn't he? And you know, he's he's made a couple of changes, and it seems to be working. Um, you can't fault them against Southampton. That they played, you know, they played really well. And yeah, I mean, obviously, top four's gone. You know, I think they played, you know, a very disappointing performance in the FA Cup against uh, against them. So I think obviously that was something to to look upon. And yeah, they played really nice football. And you know, top seven, it's probably not going to be impossible for them now, is it? Um, Obviously, there's teams in around there that's going to have something to say about that, but it's a lot better for Arsenal than it has been. I mean, a few weeks ago, we was talking how Arsenal was in a... With the relegation sighting, obviously, it was never going to happen, but it looked awful for them. I mean, still, it's not promising, but it's a lot better than they had. There was. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's still a significant amount of improvement going to be needed. I still believe that Arteta isn't the man for them, and... They're going to have to get a lot better recruitment. Um, obviously, the, they've obviously sold um, Ozil now and brought in uh, his Odegaard on loan. Mm. Um, so obviously, hopefully, he can add something a bit different. But yeah, I think if they can recruit well, 
maybe a couple, maybe something in January in the summer. It, it looks a lot better for them. Yeah, but I think they're playing a lot better now. Yeah, I think I'd be pleased at the minute. I think for Arteta, he's, he's these run of fixtures came at a perfect time. You look at when they it all started with that win at Chelsea when Chelsea was start, uh, sorry at, at the Emirates against Chelsea, and that's when Chelsea started having their decline, their their run of form. And then they had Brighton, West Brom, Crystal Palace, and, and Newcastle, and that's just that's that's the one of the games they needed to get a bit of confidence back. And like you said, he, he changed the team a bit. They got got a few of the young lads in, and they've they've been exceptional the past couple of games. I mean, they they were they were quality against Southampton. They looked they looked a real threat at times and took away deserved three points. Do you think That's they were more one... focusing on the league than the FA Cup, though? Or do you think that was the plan? Or do you think they just went out and tried and obviously win both, if you know what I mean? Well, yeah. Arsenal's always like that, isn't they, with the FA Cup? They tend to they tend to not put a weakened side out, per se, but he tries to, like, especially on the venue, they tried to, yeah. he tried to mix things about and it did work for him um, as well. But, so I think they they haven't grown with the times, have they? You know, uh, when when was the last time they won the league? Was it oh four? I think the season, season, four? Uh, season after right? that one, oh four, oh five. So oh three, oh five, oh four, oh five, and they haven't really they haven't really grown with the rest of the rest of the teams. And yes, there's you know, obviously with the likes of City and Chelsea, money got involved, and you know, but that's that's football for you. Um, Manchester United just do did exactly what I just said. They grew with the times, uh, and then they and then when Fergie left, they um, took the uh, took the foot off the gas type of thing. I don't think Arsenal's grown that much um, ever since they uh, lost. Um, didn't win the uh, last time they won the league. Sorry. So to start seeing and kind of build back up and then drop back down, it just shows how poor I think they really are. But they got they got to back Arteta. They have to back him. You know, yes, he's had a dodgy few games, but they've got to back that man. And then, you know, he's brought in the likes of Saka, who is arguably one of their best player at the minute, and he's nineteen years old. You know, um, Smith Rowe, unbelievable talent. He's finally he's got to realise that experience isn't going to get you any everywhere. William is the worst signing of the season, like, and that that's that's a, that's a fact. He is. Awful, absolutely awful. You know, and he's getting like, like Saka is pushing him out of that team. And if a nineteen-year-old is doing that, then mate, just go somewhere else. Go, go get, go get somewhere. Go get some big box where you're going to play each week, where no one gives a shit, and you know it'll be you'll be fine. You know, Pepe started to get back into a bit of form. Lacazette's getting into goals again. The one thing that Arsenal's been struggling with, and they're still struggling with, is the defense. I don't get why they're not fixing this defence. They brought in one centre-back. That's not going to do it for you. You need to bring in a strong line. And, you know, it's just just baffling to me that they're they're still, after, what, about six, seven years, we're still talking about how Arsenal's defence is shaking. Madness. Nearly as mad as West Brom nil, City 5. Sam Aladici special, that one. No, one a mad skull of it I at all. I mean, West Brom are shambles, <laughs> aren't they? I, I don't understand how they yes, can be decent away from home, shambolic at home. Yeah, well, it wasn't great, but I think, <laughs> no. you know, Man City are 
They're the boys, I think, you know, they're the team that everyone's got to be. Yeah, I, I said I said this a few weeks. As soon as they click, you know, you, they've got to be seriously took a, a look at because the quickness to how they can move the ball from the back <clears throat> to up front is ridiculous. Um, and they just do it so easily. Um, yeah, I think... I think it's theirs. I think it's done. I really do. Yeah, it helps, doesn't it, though, Brad? With like the game in hand, doesn't it? You know what I mean? They're, yeah, they're I, already I, a point or two clear now, is it? Uh, is it point? One, is it, I think it's a point clear of the game in hand. Yeah, it? something like um, You can't really see it, can you? Who's going to beat them? Yeah, definitely. Well, this is it. Would you, would, you, would you say City are in a league of their own? Who, who would you say are their closest rivals? On the day... Liverpool can match them on their day. That's it. Mm. That's it. No one, agree. no one else can get near them. If you put I'd every agree. single team in that Premier League and said, right, they will play a game their best they can, <laughs> who's the best two teams? Who could go at each other and make a game of it? For me, it's Liverpool and Man City every day of the week. It always depends, mm-hmm. though, with them two, like who's home and away. It's always the advantage at home. And you see, these previous years. I just think. What do you add? What do you add? Spurs in there with their best play, which is aka counter-attacking and holding the line, which they showed perfectly. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, completely good point. However, they've just played um, Liverpool tonight, and Liverpool's made made a mockery of them. That's what I, I'll, I'll speak to more about that game, but. It's, it's like not, this not Tottenham team not is not making all. any sense at the minute to me, is it? How can how can you play like, like obviously I'll speak more about it later, but mm. how can you play like that against City and Arsenal and then Liverpool, who are equally as good, if not like we said on their day could yeah, be better? Fully agree with you, mate. Fully play agree. the same way. Oh, so well, West Ham, yeah, run, you know, for me, you know, obviously we spoke a little bit about Sheffield United. I think they're as good as down for me, um, even though they had a. A good result in midweek. Um, moving on, <laughs> moving on. Shut up. Um, West Brom. I just, <laughs> where, where are they going to score? I just, I don't. I know, I know they've played a couple well in the past couple of games. I know they played well against Wolves. I know they did. But I've not rated Wolves all season. I just, I, I look at the teams. You know, when we was talking about Newcastle, I, I look at Sheffield United, West Brom, Newcastle, Fulham. Maybe Brighton, maybe. Who else can they get results against? Who? You know, they're not. And, and I know how good Sam Allardyce is, and, you know, he's, he's known for getting, you know, teams out of relegation, but, God, th- this would be his greatest achievement to get them out of this mess, wouldn't it? They're, they're, I mean, the, t- the goal scorers, I think the top two goal scorers are an attacking midfielder in that Matthias Piera, and then a centre-back, Sammy Adegaye. They're your two top goal scorers. It's just ridiculous. There's no discipline. There's no discipline in this team either. There's no strikers, mate. That's what they're in. There's no strikers at all in the team. And he's not got a lot of Premier League experience at all. I think he scored once or twice against Chelsea in that 3-3. And yeah. that's all he's done. 
Mm. We'll move on. We'll go to yesterday. Uh, Burnley versus Villa. I mean, Burnley had a really rough start to the season and they they seem to have, have got on the right track now. They've picked up. I mean, that's an impressive win. 3-2 against Burnley. And, and obviously before that, the win at Anfield. So they've had two really good results in a row now. Um, where where do you see Burnley? Um, well, I've seen having no issues now because it just, I think it just shows how one game can change your fortunes. And you know, beating Liverpool one 0 at Anfield, breaking the streak. You know, Liverpool were the Undertaker and uh, Burnley were Brock Lesnar. You know what I mean? WWE fans referenced. And um, but yeah, and then they go and. The thing is as well, yeah, sorry, FA yeah. Cup, they go and beat Fulham 3-0 away from home. Fulham, who have been doing very well, yeah. not conceding goals. So, And then this game, like... I'd say they've probably had the best three performances it's weird, isn't it? in like, the last you know, week, to just, be honest. Just Burnley. Anfield away at Fulham and this one. I mean, mm. this one was absolutely phenomenal. Like, I, I didn't expect it, to be honest. You know, I think most people thought Villa were going to kind of walk it and they went 1-0 up, you just thought, Maybe that's maybe that's Burnley done, and then they just they fought back. And if and oh, go on. No, I was I was just going to ask if you're, um, if you're a Burnley fan, you've been in the Premier League now. I think five years running, or maybe even six. They've had one season where they've qualified for European football. I understand they don't they don't have the budgets of every other team. Um, and and they haven't got the strongest squad in, in the Premier League. But now with the new owners, you'd now start wanting to have a bit more ambition at that club because, yeah, they're a solid Premier League team. They're a mid-table team. But you want to see your team do as best as possible. Do you reckon Sean Dyche can take them into the next level? They've got new owners now, so there will be some money to spend. I, I just can't see... I, I love Sean Dyche. I think he's one of the top managers in the league. But I can't see Sean Dyche taking him to the to the level where I think these new owners are going to want to take Burnley. With Sean Dyche, though, he's not really had the... He's not had the money, though, has he? Uh, he's never had the money. No, and this is what I was saying. So no, yeah. Maybe... Will he go stupid? Will he just start buying people for the fun of it? You don't know. But I don't think he will. I think he'll... He'll want to go to the next level with Burnley. I think, you know, he's done a lot for the club. And like you said, he's probably one of the best managers that's been in the Premier League. So, I think I think he'll do a good job with a bit of money, I think. Be a bit different from him, I think. So. Yeah. I, I don't think he's going to be there much longer because I think you said, Cal, uh, about something about England role, I think when Southgate leaves, yeah, I think I'd, that's I'd, I'd take opening it. the door 100%. for Sean Dodge. He's got he's... Gone, isn't he? And I, I think I think he's I, I, just, I don't really know. Like I don't know with Burnley because Burnley are just Burnley, no. aren't they? Like you don't really think about them as a relegation threat. You don't think about them as a as a top seven contender. Because and they they do so well with the players that they've got. You know they've got Barnes and Woods up top. Who you know you wouldn't think on paper that they're going to be effective to you, but they are very good. They're very good players, especially in the air as well. They got that McNeil, player. who's actually a pretty decent player as well. 
got a thirty million rated uh, centre back in Tarkovsky. Probably got but then you, the best it's, English it's known, uh, Tar- goalkeeper. Tarkovsky, it's Ben Me as well. The partnership of them two have is phenomenal. Realistically, mm. I mean, you wouldn't. Uh, uh, it, it's an ambitious comment, but if you're Southgate, I mean, if you get a few injuries, you're laughing because you can just say, "Well, we've got Ben Me and Tarkovsky who play together in the league, and they can play together at the back for us." I, I, I've heard something though, Cal, that uh, oh, right. Angelo Bonner's great, 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 yeah. great, great niece was English. So Southgate's already got on board with him and yeah. said, I know you're the best centre back this season in England. So Moving why don't you come on. play for England? And I'll Moving on. <laughs> Moving on quickly. Uh, we'll go to Chelsea and, well, that backfired quickly, didn't it? That's one of the most boring games of football you'll see all season. I mean, Chelsea just looked scared to do anything. He took Mason Mount out of the team. He took James out of the team. He took Abraham out of the team. He's obviously gone with the experienced players and players he knows. And it backfired because I think that was probably Chelsea's dullest performance of the season. I know he's only been there a day and he only had to pick the players. He couldn't put his tactics onto the team. But you'd think there was a bit more ambition from the players there, wouldn't you? First time playing in front of your new manager. like... I think so. Mm. Told you. I told you we would drop them. Well, I don't understand. Why, I mean, told why you. is he starting Jorginho and Kovacic in yeah. midfield? They're the same player at home to Wolves. I, do, I just, I, I don't understand yeah. what happened there. And they just look flat. They were lifeless. Easy point for Wolves. Very much. Very much. The... Yeah, go on. No, no, go on, man. I was just going to say, I mean, they need a big improvement quick because that was as bad as I've seen Chelsea all season. They need a rocket up their arse, don't they? They do. They do. Uh, Another absolute awful game, Brighton-Fulham. Nil-nil. A bit disappointing both of them, really, because you'd look at that fixture on both teams and say, this is a a six-pointer. You'd think they'd get at each other's throats. And it was a bit of an... Dull, dull performance from both sides, really. And I think, I think they'll both be kicking themselves that they haven't been able to win that game. Who do you reckon the point benefits more? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Brighton. Yeah, absolutely. Fully agree with that, mate. Pushes them a little bit further with away. Fulham, Fulham with the game in hand. If they win that, they only go two points behind um, Brighton. So you could say on the other end, well, we should have been winning that. Yeah, but if Fulham won that game, Fulham won that game, there would be a point off. Yeah. They'd be, they win their game in hand. So, I think, it, I think that, I think that was, it's a boring game regardless. I, I can't believe how many draws Fulham are having at the minute. They're absolute draw specialists. But it is, I don't know. It's, it's a weird one of them two teams because again, they're teams that, like we're saying about Newcastle. Well, sorry, Brighton. I'd say, you know, I can't mm. really think of a player who's kind of shining for them at the minute. You know, like I said about Fulham, they're kind of having players like Luckman, uh, Loftus Cheek, um, a couple of other boys in their in their lineup who's kind of started to show a bit more uh, confidence, encouragement for the Fulham fans. Um, but they can't score, and I think Parkers came out and said um, he he thinks it's mm. not going to happen that they're going to get a striker this this window. 
ridiculous. Which is yeah. awful news to hear. If you're we'll not go on to uh, Everton Leicester, big big fixture in the Premier mm. League. Um, both having relative, especially Leicester, I'm having good seasons. <clears throat> Brad, you said in the past about you don't rate this Leicester team. Has, has your opinion on them changed? I mean, they're starting to become a, a bit of a player in this league, aren't they? Yeah, uh, I think you, you know. Obviously, when you was doing the, your um, Europa shows, that I, you know, I, I said that. When Leicester aren't playing in Europe, they're a better side. Now, Leicester haven't played a European game in quite a while, and look at their Premier League form. Um, I just think that the players have got a quality. They've got some quality players in there. I think Vardy speaks for himself. Um, I love Tillemans. Madison, I think, for me, we've had this argument before. For me, Madison's better than Grealish. I know not everyone agrees with that, but I just think Madison on his day is, is pure quality. And I I'd love him at United, but I, I just think that they haven't got enough depth to compete on all fronts for all competitions. And But in the Premier League, you can't knock them, can you? You know, they've put in some fantastic performances, you know, throughout the season. You know, they tore Man City apart. I mean, obviously, at the time, Man City wasn't, you know, firing. But you look back at other performances, they've played really, really well, haven't they? And mm. it, it, it doesn't surprise me in the league. It's just that, you know, I just didn't think they were strong enough to compete for everything, if you get what I mean. But, yeah, they played really well. Everton, on the other hand, you know, you'd probably say it's a good point for them as well. Um, yeah. Against a good Leicester side. It's the two very good teams. Two solid teams, aren't they, really? And, um, yeah, you, you, you'd probably expect them now. If, if they want to move forward, I think both clubs, you'd be looking at, I don't know if this transfer window is going to come a bit too late for them now, but pushing on, you've got to keep an eye on them now, I suppose, haven't you? Because they are playing some good football and, you know, Brendan Rodgers and Ancelotti, two fantastic managers and, yeah, they get the team playing, don't they? Well, I, 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 I like Leicester. I think they're as good a team on their day as anyone in the league and I don't think anyone can count them out that, of of certainly the top four, I think they're they're going to be in the top four at the end of the season. Um, I like the team. I agree with you. James Madison's different gravy, isn't he? He's absolutely unreal. Tellemans is class. Um, the problem's going to be, like, as we've said before, are City going to start running away with this league? Are Leicester going to be able to keep up the pace with City? Or if Liverpool start winning games again, are they going to be able to keep up with Liverpool? And as you said, once the Europa League's back, that could give the other teams advantage uh, to get ahead of Leicester. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Make a decision. Make mm. a decision. Do they believe they can get in the top four or do they believe they need the Europa League? The Europa League, <laughs> this is it. This is the big decision he needs to make, isn't it? Yeah, so I think if if they do go for the top four, I, I see no no issues with them getting it. The way they're playing, I think, the way they're I think playing for the Premier League, they've just got to take it one game at a time and not focus on Liverpool or Man City. What they do, they've just got to play their own game and just keep going and getting results against you know the top six. And I mean, you're expecting to beat the lower teams anyway, don't you? So they just, mm. got, I think they've just got to focus on the mindset and just keep going. And see where they end up because that's what they've got to do. I mean, Vardy's a big miss anyway, and he's out for a few games. Yeah. So, you know, and I think on the Everton point, I just think Pickford needs to go or they need to get someone in because 
obviously his error led to the Leicester goal. And he's got no, if you know what I mean, he's got no one there to push him. And he needs to get yeah. pushed. Otherwise, he's just going to take Everton for granted. In terms of Everton, I'm, I'm quite surprised they've not been a bit more active in the transfer window. I think this was a great opportunity. It's a halfway point in the season. Strengthen your team and go for that top four. I know they've got a couple of games in hand, which if they win, they're straight back in the race. But I, they're just a bit inconsistent, Everton. I don't know what it is with them. Um, like you said, I'd be I'd be looking at a new goalkeeper because he, he gives away far too many goals. And it, if he's still an England goalkeeper in the next internationals, I'd be very surprised. We'll move on to United, Sheffield United. Um, <laughs> probably, I'd probably go down as, well, it is the shock of the Premier League this season. Probably the biggest shock in the Premier League for some years. United just did not turn up. They were dog shite. And that's being complimentary, I think. Uh, what do you fellas make on I that I don't one? think it was the shock of, like, you know, a few seasons. Because, obviously, they were doing it last season to every big team. They were beating them left, right and centre. And that's why they were so far at the table. But, I mean, I think for the set of fixtures and probably this season, yes. Because, obviously, they've not been nowhere near as good as what they, they were last season. But, you know, Man United, they were, weren't were very good, were they? Brad? But we're talking about a team you know. in Sheffield United who had five points out of 19 fixtures. Five points against a Man United team that were in form they were they were believing they 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 were going to win the Premier League. Um, they were playing some very nice football, just beating Liverpool in the FA Cup, grinded out results in previous weeks, and then it was just flat. There was nothing about that performance that could be positive for United. You normally see United go goal behind, and they're they're probably the best team to go a goal behind because you've seen it this season the reaction they give. But there was nothing of that sort. Um, what do you make of it, Brad? Look, right, you know, I've said this on the United um, podcast earlier, right? I'm the only United fan I seem to think that's living in the real world. Um, I think everybody else must be on some sort of tablets or something because I have said from day one that this team is garbage. This team is pure garbage. Um, you know, welcome to the real world, everybody, because... You know, they've got to the top of the league on a technicality. The league's poor. Um, they haven't played well at all. I mean, the defence, I mean, I'd sooner play the Flintstones at the back. You know, I'd sooner play Barney Rubble at left back, Fred Flintstone at centre back, Wilmer and fucking Betty at the other side because it's, it's awful. You know. You know, I've done, I've, done my re- I've done my research, boys, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, yeah, it's it's just not very good, is it? Um, he, he's gone with Matic, uh, two defensive um, central defensive midfielders at home to Sheffield United, arguably the worst team to ever set a foot in the Premier League this season than Derby County of all that season's um, ago. And there's just no fight, you know, at the back, they didn't get out to them. But for me, you know, I've looked at a comment today and, you know, they've said that, you know, they don't want to rec- recruit anything else, you know, they're quite happy. I mean, I'm sick of this. 
I'm absolutely sick of it because the team's no good. You know, once all these teams start clicking, Leicester are playing better. Arsenal are going to start playing better. Liverpool are going to click again. Man City are clicking. You know, will Tottenham fight back? Uh, West Ham, West Ham are playing well. You know, what's going to happen? Because they are getting found out. I mean, and I just blame certain people. I said it all from the start. The defence is bad. Certain players aren't good enough. I said that Ollie was a PE teacher. Everyone laughed at me. <laughs> um, you know, and there's there's a bigger prick in this, and that is Ed Woodward. You know, and he's he just gets the recruitment wrong all the time. The players wrong. Donny Van der Beek, he's not good enough. I'm sorry, he's not good enough. I don't care. He's not played. He's not good enough. Real Madrid didn't want him. You know, he's such a prick. I mean, I've heard he's, you know, such a prick that, you know, oh, I shouldn't really say this, but I'm going to say it. He went to the hospital to get a, to get circumcised and the doctor didn't know what to do because they just didn't know what end of the prick to start with because that's how much of a prick he is. Do you know what I'm saying? And, it, you know, I, I'm, I'm tired of it, boys. You know, I'll tell you something. I mean, this past couple of weeks we've been saying United for the league, United top two. I tell you something, if they keep playing like this, I'm worried they're not even going to get in this top four. And last week, hey, and last week I said they're going to nail on getting there. But I look at it and think, you know, they've lost the game now. This is it. This is it. Are they going to decline? Are they going to go? Are they tired? I, I just, just, you know, I just don't get it. No one wants to be there. There's no leadership. You know. But this is what this is my point. I've, I've, there's not been one moment where I've said I think United will win this. I don't think they're anywhere near strong enough. I don't think they're as strong as Spurs, who are sixth, by the way. I don't think they're as strong as they're nowhere near as strong as Liverpool or City. Um, I think I think they're they're not even as strong as Leicester on on the day. I, I really don't see it. They just I can't. Yeah. And I tell you what, your next fixtures in a week and a half's time is going to be interesting because you play Arsenal, Southampton, and Everton. Oh no, mate! I mean, I've been... and you could be in some serious trouble if, if at the end of the week and a half. Oh, we could, mate. Because I mean, let's be honest, what a game that's going to be! Arsenal United, by the way. It could be how we're playing. I know. It's tough. You know, tough three games, and you know I'm thinking about going on Amazon actually after the podcast and ordering my green hair dye because I am worried for the FA Cup. Yeah. And then the FA Cup, sorry, I didn't even mention that. After them three fixtures, it's West Ham, isn't it? I know, I know. I know. We talk. Let's talk a bit serious. I know. I said to you, Tom, that Fine. West Ham would only have a chance at at your place. But do you know realistically? I think you. I've got more of a chance at Old Trafford. I really do. They just, they just don't seem to play well there anymore. Well, I'll, I'll give yeah. it to Bristow, because I know you, you, you said that you, you... I mean, you're a fan of United, it, you've, you've mentioned. So what's your point? Of, what's your view on United after this fixture in the performance? Not, um, no, not, I not say, a fan, I sorry, but you, I you, say you I'm believe a fan. that. I just, I just enjoyed it. Start. Okay. Not anymore. <laughs> no. Uh, firstly, I think Bradley was uh, playing a game of how many times he could say prick. Um, <laughs> and I, the thing is, I, when you when you winning, obviously, my team has never got anywhere near winning the Premier League. But from the, like when you look at the teams like your Liverpool's last year, Cities, it's even United when they were winning it under Sir Alex. You weren't you weren't bothered about these games because deep down you knew that it was gonna whether or not it was a scrappy win 
or it was a comfortable one. It, you're winning these games. All you're thinking about is your, your big ones, your big six, in a, in a sense. And in my feeling, I think Man United fought that way, that they thought, ah, get this out of the way. we got Arsenal next. You know, um, South, uh, sorry, Sheffield United, they, uh, they've they had one win. Like, you know, we're going to breeze past them. And they just fell asleep at the back. You know, um, I, I don't get it. I really don't because I did big up, big up Man United because I did truly think that they were going to win this league. And after watching that type of performance and then watching City absolutely batter a team in the same um, region as Sheffield away United from home. comfortably as well, it makes you think like, maybe, yeah, away from home. It makes you think maybe, well, definitely I was wrong. You know, I'm I'm not a Man United fan, so I'm not going to constantly go, I promise you, you're going to win the league. Because, you know, I know that uh, the other two lads, the Petty brothers, they're, they're probably very hopeful that it's going to be turned around. As you should, Bradley said even before this Manchester United run happened that he didn't think they were going to win anyway. So, um, the only positive thing for United is that we've got 18 games left of the season. And they have got that game against City to play. And that is the game where I think... If they they got to win it, like there's no point of playing for a point because by the time City have the one that played their game in hand, they could be four points clear. Uh, Liverpool are, you know, bouncing like we just said about Leicester. Leicester should just play their game quietly, like Jordan just said, like Madison said in an interview last week. Just play their own game. Just be, just do what they do. Don't think about anyone else. Yeah, you know, I'm not. Yeah, you know, I think that's the that's the four teams that you know you realistically mm. when we get close to the end of the season that we're going to be talking about for the title is Leicester, Liverpool, um, Manchester United and Man City. So all that Man United have to do is not mess up again. And it's so oh, difficult when you lose a game like this. You know, Marsh, Martial didn't look interested. You know, yeah. why would you not play Cavani when the man's been actually doing very well for you? Bruno... I don't understand why he can't get into games sometimes. When I, I, I don't, I just don't get that. You know, Rashford was non-existent in that game. Pogba, he, he did nothing. You know, Matic should never be on the pitch. No offense to him. When you've got the likes of Fred and McTominay on the bench who are having great seasons, I get rotation, yeah. but rotating it so both of them don't play is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And what's the point of bringing them on late on when? You meant to be attacking. Well, gone a freestyle, Bristo. It, that that made oh, no sense to me. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, Ole got a freestyle. Oh, Mr. Big Easy. I'll tell you what. I love about talking about United yeah. getting battered because it's hilarious. <laughs> um, I'm just going to switch our attention to the barn. Middlesbrough zero. Up the Millers, three. R-U, R-U-F, R-U-F-C, OK. It was unbelievable, mate. <laughs> I mean, ever since we got beat by Everton in the FA Cup into, going into extra time, since then we've been a complete different team. And it's actually really nice to see for a change. Yeah. You know, we, we beat... I think we beat Bristol City, then we drew 1-1 with Everton and got beat. And then after that, we beat Derby 1-0 away from home, which was a big game. And I know that you love that result, Mav. You know. Uh, and then, you know, we we go, we're playing at home to a very good Stoke team. And 
we we get a draw and we lead twice. Uh, and then to top it off, this game last night was unbelievable. Like I've never seen. I watched the replays, the goals, and everything. And I mean, they just they were a complete different team out there against Middlesbrough. And they played. I know Neil Warnock was. I rate Neil Warnock as a manager, especially what he did for Rotherham them few seasons ago. But I mean, we we played him at his own game in, the, in his own backyard. To be honest, I mean, it was a performance in which you could cry at. Oh, <laughs> literally, mate, it is. It is. I've never seen Rotherham play like that for a long time, mate. It, it was so, so just good to, to see. just just to inform all listeners, uh, he actually cried at that result. Uh, tears. Happy tears, though, guys. Happy tears. P.S. P.S. It was even better when Man United got beat by Sheffield United. Oh, get in. Uh, Right, last but not least. What we got? Spurs, Liverpool. Um, What a result that is. It is. Go on, bro. You was going to touch on Tottenham. Go on, mate. Huge. Huge. Well, I'm just I'm very confused about them at the minute because, yes, it's lovely to see them lose. Yes, that we're above them in the table. But how you can dip from how you was when you beat City 2-0 and then beat Arsenal 2-0... It's remarkable in my eye. And beat, I'm sorry, I'm like, you know, sorry, Brad, but beating United 6 1. You know, it's, it, he had a great, like, yes, people like the neutral fans, bar obviously Callum, didn't like Mourinho's style of play of sitting back very deep, piling pressure onto you, but then you've got the likes of Son, Kane, Bergwijn, etc., to get your goals. And it was, but, the thing is, it doesn't. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. If it's working, it's working. So why not stick to it? Like tonight, that could have been perfect for them. Liverpool didn't score a goal in like over seven hours of Premier League football before tonight. Sit behind the ball, you know. Just do literally. All yeah, all they had to do was probably do exactly what they did at City. Sit behind the ball. Balls will be coming in. Trent would have been whipping in some decent balls, and he's been off form lately as well. You know. Obviously, their front three have not been playing well. Bar score, Salah scoring a couple of goals in the FA Cup. But they still lost that game. So, the confidence is drained. And they're probably... Klopp's probably, I wouldn't say panicking at this stage. But he's he's wondering, what do, what do we have to do to do something? He probably thought it, it's the worst game possible with Tottenham away. Because he must have thought that they must have had a plan of parking the bus the Mourinho masterclass, whatever anyone wants to call it. And they didn't do it. And it was so simple for them. You know, like, I couldn't believe that their third goal, um, Liverpool's, was astonishing. First off, why on earth are you not just booting that out into Rosette? Surely you must know that Sadio Mane is behind you. Sure, Or if you don't know that, why is not Lloris or your other part, centre-back partner screaming at you just to hoof that ball? Instead, you chest it in your own box. Like, that's ridiculous. Um, I don't get it. I, 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 honestly, fellas, I don't get why Tottenham, it looks like they've changed their tactics from what was actually working for them perfectly. And for Liverpool, this is the perfect game to win. Unfortunately, they're going to lose their next game. But after that, they might push up again so 
I don't know. It, it, it this season is yeah. weird as anything, isn't it? So uh, you can't fair predict anything. Fair point, say you make. Point cool, any fair points? Uh, anyone else want to touch on that? Thank you, mate. Appreciate no, I think Bruce, I think Tom's got it right. And he, Tottenham's just seem to have gone off, don't they? The basics of football seems to have gone out of the game. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't like. I, I tell you what worries me, and I'll put it to you all. I don't like how Kane's playing this deeper role. You know. Now, I don't want him to play like this for England because it won't work. I tell you that right now. I hope he's not going to start coming back into midfield and dropping and then doing that because I tell you something. I think it takes takes away his quality up front. I really do. I don't like it. I really don't. And uh, yeah, I mean, what do you lot think? Yeah, but don't you think the pit teams have now? It, but it, uh, it was working though, wasn't it? At the beginning of the season. Yeah. Now, yeah. Now that they've latched onto it, but then it shouldn't. The thing is, he shouldn't have to, like. I don't think he had to drop deep anyway because it, it was a good front three, him, Son, and uh, Bergwijn. It seems like Bergwijn's the guy who they were uh, liking the most out of him, Bale, and Mora. So why would you have to drop that deep? But if it was working, that's fine. But like you said, if it, they thought they figured it out, he's still got that goal scoring touch to forget about all that. Like it is so. Like I said, it's so weird what's going on. Yeah. So yeah, weird. they should be battling for this title. Well, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll end there. Uh, cheers for coming on, fellas. And, um, oh, wait, man, wanna... you know, like <laughs> I just want to oh, say wait. thank you to uh, United, Man United, for um, for helping Derby remain the shittest team to ever grace the Premier League. So thank you for that. And uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. <laughs>